the Six Pointer Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast. As always with you, despite the result for a Crystal Palace post-match reaction. And this evening we're here to talk about Crystal Palace nil, Wolves 1. Or sorry, Wolves 1, <laughs> Crystal Palace nil. Get the right way around. Terrible trio with you as always, myself, Matthew. Uh, my brother Luke. Luke, say hello. Hello, I'm very sober. In a dressing gown as always. And Kevin. Hello mate, how are you? Can't wait to do this tonight. I do I do love Palace on a Friday night at Molyneux. Come on, Palace! You know, this is dedication for listeners to after to do a pod after watching after watching that. But we are here with with you as always. Very dedicated. And before we get into it, don't forget to follow the Six Pointer Podcast, Instagram and Twitter at Six Pointer Podcast. Right. So Palace lost 1-0 tonight at Molyneux. Before the game this evening, I was watching, I think Palace put it on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, one of the social media platforms anyway, the 4-1 Cup uh, victory away we had at Molyneux away, uh, probably about 15, no, 20 years ago now, actually. Uh, 1994-95, wasn't it? Thank you. There you go. Very long time ago. And it involved Darian Pitchers, probably what 30, 35 yard volley. It involved Chris Armstrong sticking it into the into the top left hand corner of the of the goal. We saw none of that type of behaviour this evening. Uh, Palace were very afraid to take a shot, weren't they, Kev? Oh my goodness, Matthew. Yes, they were afraid to take a shot. I don't normally get frustrated with our team because I try and get us to stay balanced, but I was getting angrier and angrier and angrier by the way we played. And we seemed shot shy. We seemed reluctant to try and push the ball forward. At one point, I heard Ray say forward after it had gone across the pitch about 15 times. So (laughs) I, I just don't know what they were thinking about today. I know I'm old school, but in the old days, people used to care about the FA Cup. And I just turned over after paying £60 for whatever I've paid for BT over the last six weeks uh, and not seen a decent game. I turned over to see that Aston Villa kids had lost 4-1 to Liverpool. And as they were coming off, they were saying, these boys have played with absolute pride and worn their shirt with pride tonight and can be proud of what they've learned. And I just thought... Look at the way they look compared to how we look having come off. And I just feel gutted, quite frankly, Matt, and angry. So what, what was it, Kev? A lack of commitment, dedication to the carpets. Uh, just, you know, don't worry about it. Kev spent 60 good in BT Sport. We're not, we're not bothered. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it the fact we made, you know, we made changes? I, what, what, what was it that went wrong tonight? Do you want to ask your brother first while I calm down? Oh, I want to ask you, Kev. I want to see no, you. No, you want to see me explode, don't you? <laughs> I'm not going to... This is what the people are here for, Kev. The listeners want to know. I know our (laughs) listeners are waiting for me to lose my shit. And trust me, I'm holding it in. Do you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I I think the nine changes weren't a problem, but I just don't feel... I just... I don't know. We just didn't do anything. We just didn't penetrate. And just people don't look bothered. And with everything that's going on in this country at the moment, look at you lot laughing at me. I can see you both laughing at me, waiting for me to lose it. We're waiting for the explosion, Kev. (laughs) It's coming, man. It's coming. So, to be fair, though, right? I, I, do you know what? We are balanced on this podcast. We are very measured. Mm. We very much favour on the um, trying to be pragmatic about Palace performances. Do you know what? Tonight, I, I don't think there is much to, to grab onto, and I, don't, I think we're going to break from the norm this evening. And yeah, I'm pushing you on what went wrong because do you know what? There was a lot that went wrong tonight, right? 
I don't think there was a lot of commitment there. There was a lack of dedication. I don't think the team put out there tonight was not set up to, to get something from that game. That that team was a mix of first team and second string, but there was enough in there to compete with Wolves. Yes, Wolves only made three changes and, and you know, they had a, a disappointing for them three or draw against Brighton, didn't they, last week? But but that's that's pretty much their first team. And and there's no reason why that Palace team centre tonight should uh, be be not competing like they were tonight, right, Luke? No in the head, bruv. I think given the fact you've got Richie Batshuayi, who hasn't really featured this season, he started up front along with Christian Benteke. Jordan Ayew started on the right wing, which didn't really work. Given that attacking prowess that you've got on the pitch, it just didn't translate to, well, it didn't translate to shots on target because we had uh, five, five shots all game and none of them on target. So I, I, I don't want to, I don't actually want to know, I was going to ask you, I don't want to know how many, how many games it's now been that we've not had a shot on target this season. But yeah, I think that's the frustrating bit, isn't it? That's the most frustrating bit, the fact that you can see on paper that this is a, this is a, a team that should be creating chances. I mean, that first half was abysmal, really, really poor, absolutely shocking. It's not the first time we've said that this season either that first half and, and it only seemed to be the last 20 minutes that we turned up but the same can be said for the defending I mean the, the, the Wolves goal after what was it 20 25 minutes half an hour something like that they scored I mean PVA for me should be going to him maybe I said to you guys maybe Paul rank and said Eze you get out there Eze was slow to get to him and, and you know keep much gets brushed off then Gyro has a chance to come to the man doesn't really sort of do all this a little bit then comes to him and then the bloke just spanks it and PVA turns a little bit, doesn't he? As he spanks it, oh, that's the yeah. thing. He yeah. turns his back at him, but I'm not. I'm not having Butland being being um, being blamed for that. I think I, I don't think he saw it till late. To his view, but the way um, uh, Jack reacted, as if to say, why didn't someone close it down? Butland played brilliantly, as far as I'm concerned. He made a couple of good saves and would look very positive. I think the interesting thing was for me that the game started off, the first 15 minutes, there was a spell where actually it was pretty end-to-end. I think Triore had a shot for, for Wolves, if I remember right. No, no, it was, it was the, um, the the striker with the, the David Luiz lookalike that we mentioned <laughs> on our text messages. Was it, thank you, yeah. So he had a header that he should have put away at one end. Mm. We, we then went at the other end and there was a great run from, from Batshuayi and then he then pulled the bat ball back across and that the pullback yeah. was was fantastic because Ben Teke yeah. was in the middle, he was going, you know, it was nailed on for a header, you know, weighted ball in, but actually he saw, Batshuayi saw Eze's run into the box, yeah. the late run or towards the edge of the box. Unfortunately, he absolutely skied it into, into Rose Z. And then back at the other end, Tri went back at the other end of the chance and it, it, it was setting up the first 50 minutes. Like, oh, we've got a cup game on our hands here. From then on, after the first 15 minutes, it very much from a Palace perspective went downhill. And I, do you know what? I'd be interested to hear from a Wolves fan perspective about this game. Unfortunately, we haven't got a guest on this week. Uh, if you're a Wolves fan and would like to come back on respectively, let us know. <laughs> but in all seriousness, because they weren't that great themselves. You know, when we played them in the league in, was it October time? Mm, when that, yeah. guy, that guy, the left back, had the, had the debut, didn't he? Eight, eight nine? Eight Nori. Thank you, Eight Nori. Uh, they, they were brilliant. They were so so good, and we were we were talking waxing lyrical about actually how good about walls were. That that team tonight that we played was a, a shadow of that of that side. So yeah. you know it was it was both both ways. And I think the disappointing thing from Palace's perspective is that was an opportunity tonight. It was an opportunity yeah. to to progress in the cup and, and take something from it. Well, I think the best thing about the first half, Matt, and you've just mentioned it there, was you said wax, and I I, I can I'm just thinking of Adama Torre's arms because that was the only wax I saw tonight, and uh, and then I looked at his hair and I'm thinking, well, you know, and then the commentator, you boys, obviously had a dodgy stream, whereas I paid a lot of money, sixty pound roughly, for BT, <laughs> right? <laughs> 
and um, I'm so glad I got BT on a Friday. It's fantastic, right? And um, and the, they obviously didn't want to pay for extra commentary. So the guy said, you know, oh, you know, Troy's not scored in over a year. And I'm thinking, well, there you go. He's going to score. And about nine minutes later, he did. So um, that was about the best thing in the first half. And that was from them, not us. Um, so just... <laughs> Very annoyed. Let's let's get into what we're wrong tonight because we need to learn the lessons from it. And I think we, we should send this to the to the Palace team after after the game. That like I said, that, that that team wasn't set up not to get a result tonight. So, you know, we had the usual formation. We had uh, I was actually quite impressed with the with the formation and the, the lineup that he went with because actually arguably had four strikers. As they probably mm. be in the, the fourth if you if you like, but we had enough. We had enough up front to, to go and get after them, but it was just by that first fifteen minutes, it was just a bit lacklustre from Palace, and I'm not. I'm not quite sure if it's oh, it's tired legs or you know you you're trying to find reasons and excuses, and maybe they just weren't at the races tonight, and um, it's it's disappointing because there, there was an opportunity in front of us there, but I think you know we've we've got a what is it? The game is next game is next Thursday. Thursday. Is that Thursday. Right? Arsenal it's, Thursday. So you know, there's there's roughly a week there, but there's there's lots of learnings to be to be taken from from that, and I think lots of actually lots of people who are on the edge of the first team tonight, you know, they they've missed their chance to come back into the team. They they really have. I was going to say, one of the learnings is that Maradou Sacco is, is finished at Crystal Palace. Kev, I'd like to get your view on this. I mean, there's there's been rumours around him, you know, going to I think it's Nice and Palace having to pay up a lot of his his wages for him to go on a free. I think he's up at the end of the season anyway. His contract's up, but. Mm. I, I, I struggle to, to to remember any any notable touches or, or anything from him in, in the first half, and he was he was pulled at half time. And I don't know. I would love to be in a, a fly on that wall in the dressing room because rumour is that he's kicked off a couple of times in the dressing room. Um, yeah. So I'm sure he didn't enjoy that. Yeah. Well, look, look, look. I must admit, I obviously don't know about that whether that's the case. But you know, he, he's he's looked the shadow of himself from the chap who came into us when we paid big money and let's be honest he came in that season a few years ago with Sam Allardyce and and pretty much saved us that that in those last few games before the end of that season and did a great job and I'm glad he came to us I, I must admit I didn't think he was that tragic this uh, in the first half I, he was slow but he he didn't give the ball away uh, like he normally does and uh, and you know there weren't many who didn't do a great job in the first half so um, I was pleased when he took him off because I thought Kyoto is going to come on and we're going to we're just going to try and get at them a bit quicker. You know, if you look at the game we played West Brom a few weeks ago, or whatever, we were quick. We were moving the ball fast. Everything th- seemed lethargic for me today. And even even Eze, you know, he it almost seemed as though he didn't want to run at them or he weren't doing it. You know, we had a couple of free kicks and he took one free kick to the side when we were only 30 yards out. Eight weeks ago, seven weeks ago, he smashed one from not a lot further in away into the goal against Leeds, you know. So it just seemed, having come off the back of all that confidence last week, that it just didn't sort of, he didn't, you know, it, I, ex- I appreciate there's a lot of expectation on him, but we just didn't seem to penetrate or want to get the ball in. I think I texted you and said, we won't throw a ball into the box or start rushing until about the 85th minute. And that seemed to be about where we were at. And then, for me, and it goes back to what you asked at the outset, Matt, just a lack of urgency, and I don't know whether it's they just don't see the cup as important. You know, I don't know. But for me as a fan, as we've said, it's been a horrible week for a lot of people. Tough, tough week. Looking forward to tonight. And we're out of the cup again. You know, and it's it's five years ago this May. We were we were we we're at a cup final. And, you know, we've we've been 
abysmal in the FA Cup since then. And that's really, really disappointing for me as an old fan who's mostly only got a few years left. <laughs> I'm sure you've got a bit more on you than that, Kev. I mean, if I, if I look at the lineup, you know, there is there is a team there, but you wonder if team is is the term for it or if it actually is 11 individuals. So, you know, taking the keeper to mm. one side, who, as you said earlier, had a, had a really good game. Yeah. And there's enough There's enough in there that we have questioned previously in, in, in these pods and, and carted doubts over. You mentioned Sacco. I personally hope that this is the kind of end of his stint at Palace. I think it's run its course now. I think the injuries have taken their toll. I hope, I sincerely hope that the reason that he came off at half-time was injury-related. You know, coming back first game since October, whenever it was. Uh, because otherwise, that is a, an absolute disaster. Of 45 minutes for him. Having said that, you look at how much better we were with Coyote. We started that second half so much better with Coyote mm-hmm. and the team. You know, he brought the ball out. We, we, we seem more reassured from the back. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I think if Sacco is moving on, I think that would be, be a positive thing for Palace, obviously, for the wage bill uh, as well with the rumoured salary. The other player yeah. that we've talked about historically a number of times on this podcast and also recently because of his form is Patrick Van Arnold. Now, I was so, so excited when he signed for Palace. I remember many, many years ago, Palace playing Sunderland. He was the one left-back that we had seen, Luke. And I remember standing at the back of the homes, I was saying this to you, He's brilliant, that bloke. And I never thought we'd have a chance of ever signing him because he was that, that good against Wilf. Now, obviously, I've seen him against Palace in one game. Uh, and my, my, my view is therefore biased on that. And that's obviously the danger as an opposition fan, isn't it? You look at the, the opponents in, in one game. But I was so excited when Palace signed him. And, you know, attacking-wise, he's fantastic. Defensively, he offers nothing, which is worrying as a left-back. You know, he, he, he's got great control. He's got pace. He's got so many attributes, but, but they're they're largely related to, to an attacking player and I was really excited actually when we changed the formation in the second half when it looked like he was pushing up but but again it, it, it didn't deliver right interesting point brother but second half he was I don't know if he was getting ready for his move to Ajax or whatever but he seemed to be playing total trying to play total football in the middle of the park wasn't he after that uh, Tyrant Mitchell substitution who obviously came on and moved to left back and it looks like PVA kind of went in the middle I couldn't really work out what he was doing on one. it seemed like he had a a kind of a free role. Another player that, that you, you didn't mention there, but Michi Batshuayi obviously got his first start and really disappointed, obviously, for him to to not take his opportunity when we were able to think back to the start of the season where was he scored three goals in a role. All, all of them were, were ruled offside, weren't they? And yeah. then uh, yeah. <laughs> from just to get kicked out of the team, not not get a chance and come back in and he's just look at a shadow of his, his former yeah. self. And Roy was asked about him in the pretty much press conference and he did say, you know, that he still feels he's got an important part to play in the team, especially yeah. in in uh, going forward. But I guess he's got to say that, hasn't he? Because he's, he's part of the squad. He's got to give him that hope. Yeah, he was on my list. He was on my list, Luke. Yeah. Kev? Yeah, and no, I was just going to say in relation to both those players. So I think, obviously, Mitchie first. I mean, the point you made earlier, Matt, he, he, he's, he's one real good contribution tonight. And I, I'm not knocking him, but his one good contribution was that run down the right and the crossover to Eze, because mm. that was that was good. But generally, he looked a bit sluggish. There's a few times the ball hit him on the back of the head when it was coming over the top and he got caught between his feet. He looks frustrated. He looks a bit of a frustrated character at the moment. I don't think it's a lack of trying. It just doesn't. It's just not quite clicking at the moment. Uh, I think with PVA, I mean, obviously, we talked a little bit about the first goal. Um, as you say, I think he's still the highest scoring left back in Premier League. Um, I, I, I think I'm right in saying history, actually. I think the thing for me is 
I thought he looked better when he went up into the further position. He seemed to offer a bit more. But when he was actually defending at left back, he was so narrow. If you look at that first mm. goal without going over it again, he was about 15 yards away from Traore. Uh, and as you say, he might have pulled rank and said to Eze, you then get out on him. But he's starting so narrow, it's easy for people to to, to cut across. So I think it's, it's leaving a few issues. So I think, you know, Roy's got to do a lot of thinking. You know, we're in January now. I mean, what's the date? It's the 8th today. So we're three weeks left, I think, of the window, roughly. And there's some big decisions to be made because actually I'm flat tonight, as I said. I know you're joy- I know you're waiting for the explosion, but I've calmed down a bit now. But I'm just disappointed because we, we are relatively safe in Premier League. So you want a cup run, right? We've, had a- we've gone out on the, the other cup, 11-10 on penalties. You know, and now we've gone out yet again in the third round of the FA Cup. It's 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 not good enough. I know Kev, the rules are good, but can I ask you a question enough. then? Can I ask you a question, yes, Kev. If if we'd gone out tonight and we'd lost one nil, but yep. we'd gone out tonight and there were there was clear effort, there was clear desire, there was clear drive to to get something from the game yeah. tonight. Don't mind, don't mind that, Matt. Don't mind that at all. And I think that that's something that's a theme for me and those players we've mentioned tonight. It, it didn't seem like that was there. I mean. You mentioned Batshuayi, Luke, and he was on my list. There's four players I got on my list, and he's he the third one I was going to mention. Is that when Benteke came off, I was disappointed because yeah. I I think Benteke offers us something that Batshuayi doesn't. I, I hark back to the to the to the sort of the first few games Batshuayi played to us. I think it was the debut game when he was first on loan, the first loan spell, and I can't remember the game, Luke. I think you remember you remember it was Sell- right. Sellers Park. Twenty minutes or so to go, he came on, ball at his feet, and I think he, he created a shot, didn't he? And it went in off someone else, and, and wherever it might be, and that that for me was the start of what I thought we might have there a bit of a I hate the term but fox in a box you know someone's going to get in there and get around it but he didn't even offer so that offers that tonight when the ball was in the box he didn't seem to be providing that that sort of option um that sort of attacking progress the other one I want to mention is Jaro Riederworld and he, and he comes hand in hand with with James McCarthy actually so I remember a podcast that we did must have been August time I think it was and we were commenting as a, as a group, and I remember the group of us agreed that James McCarthy and James McArthur were our preferred central midfield partnership. They were absolutely unstoppable. They were fantastic, like a brick wall. Now, James McCarthy's been injured for some time since, so he's coming back into the team. Jairo Riederweld, we have talked about, we prefer him to Luka Milivojevic, and we'll come on to the Milivojevic um, sort of situation um, in, in a moment, but... Interesting dynamic I wanted to raise with you both, and Luca, come to you first. Is does a McCarthy and Rider World Reader World combination work, or does Reader World only work well when you have the the stern tackling sort of ox work rate of James McArthur? Well, I, I think the problem being is that McArthur couldn't play, couldn't he? Could, could, you need to rest James McCarthy. He's, he's he he puts in about twelve k a game, so unfortunately he couldn't play the two together, and, that, and that's what we said we. He's looked really good alongside him. Reader World, look, I mean, it's hard to, to single anyone out for any credit, real credit tonight, let's be honest. He did okay. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that he, he you know, it was a necessarily good game for him. But yeah, I don't really know, brother, if I'm honest. Um, I, but Kev, maybe you can help me out. Yeah, no, well, I don't know if I can help you out, but I I, I just think in answer to Matt's view, I, I think Reedervelt, I don't think Reedervelt had a good game tonight, but as you said, look, I don't think many did. I thought he was quite negative. And again, not in a nasty way, as the whole Palace setup, we seem to... 
build up slowly, go back. And we went back quite a few times. It, we, I thought we were a little bit naive that there were times when, particularly when Benteke was on there, that actually when we did put a few balls up to, he won a few headers. Didn't win loads of them, but he won enough to get flick-ons. I, I, I'm, I've, I think I'm with where Matt is. I think Jimmy, Jimmy Mack with Riedervelt works. Um, Riedervelt with the other James MacArthur, I don't think quite works for me in, in that context at the moment. But again, that, that's not as a criticism on either of them individually. It's just, I just don't think, I, you know, it could have been a bad day at the office, but what worries me, we're getting too many bad days at the office. That's yeah. what I don't like. And this is a, this is a one-off cup opportunity. We, we, we will, you and I, well, for those of you who've got, who don't have to pay for BBC like us, because it's free, um, we'll be watching on Sunday, mostly Marine play Tottenham. And then you'll see what a cup game is all about. You'll see teams who are going for it and really care. All right. Now, Mourinho won't go up there as, as low level as that team is and not put out a proper team to get a result. And I just think tonight, for me, it just felt as though they didn't fancy it on a cold Friday night in Wolverhampton. And that ultimately is it. We can do tactics. We can do it all to death but I just don't think they fancied it. Now, I don't know whether they've got one eye on Thursday. Very important game uh, away at a, an informed Arsenal. But it's just, I, I don't know, mate. I'm just, I'm just disappointed that we've, we've gone out without a whimper again. Yeah. And that's where it is for me. Sorry. No, I think you mentioned tactically, yeah, Kevin. I think for people, the people who want a change in management and want Royale, I think part of their argument is that we're set up tactically too negatively. And, and whilst we can, well, I say whilst with tactical um, defensive side of the game, well, we, we haven't really done that this season. Let's be honest, we conceded quite a few goals this season. Historically, that, that's where it's been, isn't it? Roy Hudson has been built from the back and, and, and then let the rest of it yeah. take care of itself. I think where you say Gyro being negative or, or passing sideways or backwards, obviously that's part of his role, isn't it? As a defensive midfielder, that's, that's that's what he has to do. But also you have to wonder if that's something that is ingrained in the team, ingrained in the tactics of the team, isn't it? That you haven't got yes. that that thought process, process of once you've got the ball, okay, right, where can I go forwards? It's okay, yeah. let's keep the ball and then move it sideways and then hope that an Eze or a Wilf or something can do, make a little bit of magic and, and build something there. Without Wilf on the pitch, let's be honest, we, we looked devoid of any sort of attacking impetus whatsoever. We, we did look a lot better when he came on for the last, yeah. was it 20 minutes or whatever it was. There were, yeah. there were a few runs and, and the yeah. like. I mean, it was still lacking really, wasn't it, from the the broader uh, team. But but yeah, he certainly made an effort and there was a, a clear difference. And it's back to the worry we have without him. We are pretty lacklustre, but we have to try and find some learnings for this and, and, and take it into to the next game, which is not an easy one, right, Kev? Yeah, no, it's not an easy game, Matt. It will be tough, but I think, you know, we often talk about trying to get a reaction. I think there will be a reaction. We seem to have one good game, one bad game. I think what also made a difference tonight for me, uh, Jeff Slup not being there, because Jeff is someone who does get the ball. And as far as I'm concerned, his, his first reaction is, how can I get forward and, and make things happen? Because, you know, and, and, and you know, let's not I'm, I'm going to suggest let's not waste too much more time about what's happened tonight we're out unfortunately it's disappointing it's a Friday night but what we can talk about is obviously some of the other subject matters we said we would cover off which I think would be useful but we they've just got to get it out of the system you know let's hope the bus don't break down on the way home uh, and they get home and get in bed nice and easy and then think okay we're out of the cup but you know I think someone said it I can't think who it was. It was it's one of the high profile players previously, not a Palace player, 
you know, you get mostly eight, nine, ten attempts at an FA Cup in your career, you know, and yet again, you know, that's passed for a lot of those. You know, some of those won't get another chance at a cup run. And that to me is, you know, call it the nostalgia of the cup or whatever, it's still sad. Third round FA Cup day should be a big day and we've gone out without a whimper again and that's disappointing. I think you summed it up there, Kev. Nice summary. We should have just done the pod there then. And then just let you do the summary and then move on. So, yeah, we've got a difficult game to look forward to. Uh, what's a short of a week ago uh, away, sorry, uh, next next Thursday. Great game for a great, great day for a game of uh, Premier League football, but a Thursday night uh, away at the at the Emirates. What do we expect Roy to do in response to tonight, Luke? Are we expecting to go back to the trial and tested 11 within reason? Are we expecting a change of formation? Obviously, Arsenal have, have started to pick up of late. How we respond to that? I think you'll see the, t- the players that dropped out tonight to give the other players um, some game time will come back in. You know, Joe Ward will come back in. Dear, I, I, I don't know how, how you go about nullifying a, a very informed Arsenal team. I think a, a few weeks ago we were looking at this saying, oh yeah, you know, this is great. This is a mid-table, mid-table clash, as it were. Now it's, um, I'm, I'm worrying we're going to go there and get hammered 4-1 again, if I'm honest. Um I, I, I worry, and like, like you said, Matthew, Thursday night, you know, I understand that, you know, they're trying to fit all the games on TV and that's probably why we're being moved around. But who wants to watch Premier League football on a Thursday night? It's very strange, you know. Um, like Kev said the other week, we should be watching Palace in Europe on Thursday night, not uh, Palace in the Premier League. <laughs> Are you talking about that Isla Sheppey tour again? I'll keep planning because <laughs> that's all we're going to get next year based on what we've got. I, I, th- I think the thing I would say, Luke, is not only have we got Thursday, we've then got a Sunday night at 7.15, aren't we? Is that oh, right? Yeah. Man, Man-, Man-, Man City? Is that right? Yeah. So we go from a Thursday night to a Sunday night, you know. And then the following Wednesday, isn't it? Is that right? Something like that. So, you know, I think, Matt, I don't know what your take is, but, you know, we our next two games are, are very, very tough games. I think we'd said, you know, after the Sheffield United pod that the fact that we'd got four points from Sheffield United and Leicester was, makes us, makes these two not, not so much free hits, but, you know, you wouldn't ordinarily be going there and expecting to get anything, but you just don't know. But um, I, I just hope there's a reaction, as I'm sure you do. This is going to bite me, right? But I'd say don't believe the hype on Arsenal. So before the Chelsea game on, was it Boxing Day when they played them? Yeah, Boxing Day. They won 3 0, 3 1. They had a one for seven games, I think it was. Yeah. Now, since then, they've played Brighton. I have to correct me this, I've got the, um, the results wrong, but they played Brighton. And they also, just before, was it just before Christmas, just after Christmas, they had West Brom. Yeah. Now, with all due respect to those two teams, they're at the wrong end of the table. So if you've come off the back of a good result against, mm. you know, obviously, you know, tough Chelsea team to, to beat, fantastic result in that respect, you're going to have the momentum, you're going to have the, the, the drive there. And I think the hope for Palace is then there's been a break in uh, fixtures then for Arsenal. Have they had a, have they got a cup game? Will they have a cup game? Well, they will, they will have, won't they? Third tomorrow, round. Is it tomorrow, is it? We're the only team that are out so far, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> classic Palace. So where I was going with, you know, if it depended on the result this weekend, you know, you could argue that they've had a couple of the easier games for them. And, and, and I hope that Palace will provide a sterner test. And that's where kind of my question was a bit of a leading one about what do we take from today and, and take into the next yeah. game? Because I think we have to also take a sense of context in that we have picked ourselves up from a bad run of results. This was a, a cup game, a one-off chance, if you like. Wolves were not fantastic themselves. I mean, they had a few chances, but they, they weren't great. And like we said earlier, they were a shadow of the team we played in October where they, they pretty much bullied us and played us off the park. 
you know, I think we're in a different place now, and I'd, I'd like to think we'll, we will give more of a game next next um, next week. So, so onwards and upwards, let's let's hope for that. We couldn't end the pod without talking about the um, controversy that surrounded Luka Milivojevic and his um, social media exposure, if you like, kind of a better term, regarding a, a social uh, regarding a social gathering that, that uh, apparently taken place on on um, New Year's Eve. I'm going to start us off with Palace put out a really really poor poor response to it just a couple of days ago so pretty much a week nearly I think it was after after the event um, Palace said that Luca Milovic had made a, an apology and was donating I believe to the NHS yeah. um, they didn't say how much he was donating but didn't donating <sighs> I'm going to ask you both in turn I'll start with you Luke uh, your, your response reaction to that uh, and, and thoughts about maybe an alternative response that Palace should or, or have made well yeah I agree with you Matthew I think it was a weak apology if you want to call it that, he, he, did, he did hold his hands up and said it was the wrong thing to do. What was interesting, Roy in his pre-match press conference was asked about this. So I feel that Roy answered it better than any text on the website ever did. And he mentioned about the um, donation to the NHS. And it was, it was put across that this was done instead of a fine because any fine would obviously go back into the club. So instead of a fine, that Luke would make this donation to the NHS because then at least it's it's making a difference or trying to make some sort of difference. But yeah, the apologies just feels very weak. And we, we spoke about this last week in terms of at a time where so many people are making so many sacrifices, you've got the the extreme trying to bring players and, and, and fans or trying to make them feel close together, even though you can't be in the stadium. You know, I, I look at the example of um, Ben Foster's YouTube channel and how Watford fans must be absolutely loving that because, you know, it gives them an insight into the club and the players and, you know, what's said during the game and things like that. And that's trying to bring fans closer into the action at a time like this. And then you've got the other end of the scale, something like this, where, where it's almost like these players that are acting these ways and, and doing things that we can't because people are, are rightly following the government guidelines and, and staying away and um, keeping the distance from people and not seeing loved ones. And I, I don't want to get into it too much because it will um, send off on one. But, you know, I, I think it, it just shows how, how far removed they are from, from the reality of what's happening at the moment, that you know, they can still go and meet up on New Year's Eve and have a jolly and, and have a kick around in the garage. And it's captured on social media. Yet, you know, we have to sit at home and um, watch I think from my point of view, Matt, I mean, we, we did this to death uh, after the Sheffield one and I think we did it good justice then. I think we were very balanced with what we thought then when it had only really just broken. I think, you know, it does stick in your throat what, what's going on, particularly this week, particularly for, for lots of our fans out there who might listen who have got young children and trying to homeschool and the pressures which people are going through. So I'm not going to I'm not going to throw them under the bus for that I've not been close enough to what it is but it seemed weak from what you boys had shared me you mentioned something very shrewd last week when we did the call Matt that you said that uh, Parrish is a, um, a, a, a media guru expert I just wondered whether the timing of tonight and don't don't read into what I'm trying to say well the fact that obviously Palace have should be applauded for what we've done today for opening up Sellers Park for the vaccinations and the NHS stuff. And I, I just wonder whether not part of that is to de, um, to deflect from the Luca thing, but obviously it's the club going about doing their business quietly to try and make amends. You can't change what's happened, unfortunately. You know, we can, we can all, not us rant and rave, but we can all say what we think, but ultimately... It, it's it's been dealt it's done now it, the action has happened he can't change it um so i just wonder whether the club are trying to 
do damage limitation and quite and try and do something quite rightly for the community to support in and around obviously the Selhurst area um, for the uh, the vaccinations uh, and that. Now again, I I think it's all linked. We've got to be shown to be uh, and as we should be. We're a club that's based in the community. We were only talking a few weeks ago about um, the training facilities and how much it's embedded in. South London and Beckenham and everything that goes with it. So I, I just hope we can try and really pick up the mantle and do whatever needs to be done to support our community. Uh, and, you know, the Luca thing, it, it doesn't go away, but it's, you know, it is what it is. And unfortunately, things move on. There are bigger things now happening, which are for families, which are more important. And we just have to focus on trying to do the right thing as a club. What's your take, Matt? I think I think you you referenced the 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 sort of statement we made about Parrish's media experience and you know he's obviously uh, a very experienced chap in that respect and I think it was I think that that shows in the way in which the statement was versed so the statement begins Luka Milivojevic has issued the blow statement and everything you two have both said it was focused around Crystal Palace and the fantastic work Crystal Palace doing the community the fact that Palace are opening up their, their stadium to be a vaccination centre for a better term is, is an absolutely amazing thing to, to do and one that I as a Palace fan lifelong Palace fan very proud of and I'm sure mm-hmm. we all are on this pod and all the listeners are you know yeah. you hold yourself you know yeah, a lot of pride. Um, what I would say is that, unfortunately, in this situation, this this gentleman is the captain of Crystal Palace Football Club, so he represents the club more than any player does. You look at Zahar, you know, who's our star man, who Palace would look at and 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 and, and the media would look at, and every fan in, in probably football globally knows who he is. Um, if he'd done this, the spotlight would be very different. However, this chap is the captain, and I, I, I personally think there is something in that, and and I, I, I struggle to see how the guy can remain as captain um, in this instance. I, I would, I expected a statement similar to this. I'm not going to say anything about the statement because, like you said, Kev, it's done, it's happened. He said that he's let everyone down. He has, but then I expected there to be then. Uh, I'm standing as captain because it, it shows an ownership of the situation. Mm-hmm. The fact that there was, um, you know, not abiding with, with, with the laws that were in place at the uh, at that time in, in, in this country. And, you know, as, as a representative ambassador of the club, you, you should enforce and, um, uh, and be a champion of those things. And I, it's disappointing for me that, that that's kind of all that's happened. I hope the donation is, um, is notable uh, and that it can make a difference to people's lives because that's anything you can hang on to here. Yeah, good yeah. point, mate. Good point. Let's close that chapter, my friend, and let's move on. Let's do something else. Should we talk about the transfer window and uh, talk of Wilf possibly going to PSG? I don't know if that's just made up. Lukey, just quickly then, do you think Wilf's done? Do you think we'll, do you think we will see Wilf leave or do you think Wilf will stay? The, the reason I say that, Kerry, is that I, I hadn't heard these rumours. The first I heard it was on the telly. So let's just yeah. more to it than that. I'm, I'm the same with one. So I haven't heard much about it. Um, yeah. I think these floated around maybe a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if there's been renewed interest. Yeah. I guess the one positive we can take from it is that given his appearance in 20 minutes tonight, he's uh, cup-tied now. So there might, be, uh, <laughs> there might be some Premier League teams that might think twice about uh, coming in for him. Um, so if yeah. Arsenal do stay in, staying in their game then then this weekend, then we're thinking uh, yeah. there might be a, a lesser chance yeah, of yeah. moving there, then mate. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe, but I think Max Meyer and uh, FC Cohn was also talked about in Germany about him going back there. I think Palace really are looking at who who they're not going to renew in in uh, in July, in June, July. So who we can get some money for now, and who we can potentially move off the wage bill 
this is where the uh, the Sacco situation we talked about earlier comes in. I think the start I mean, start of Jan- the start of January is an interesting one, isn't it? Because you know we 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 will see now that how it plays out over the next next few weeks, and and I think mm. there's something in that Sacco Max Meyer, you know, the, the top wage earners who maybe aren't in the in the starting and everyone or maybe in and around the squad really. We mentioned Saka coming off half time, whether something in that or not. Uh, Max Meyer, you know, the, the fact that he's nowhere near it tonight says it all. Right. The bench. Yeah. So and, and and apparently- when you watch the, the training videos, he, he's in the training video, so he's fit, he's in contention. He was asked about him in the press conference as well. He, he said that, you know, he's he can be frustrated and, you know, he can't stand his way if he wants to move on because he understands that he's not getting game time. But I mean, how do you not? include him and you've got you've got to be thinking that there's got to be more to this or perhaps he's just not performing in training maybe it's that uh, the only thing about I think about that Luke is whether he is sort of guaranteed to go whether there is a move in in trail because they don't want to risk him getting injured because then he's going to be stuck there Um, but I think some of those higher earners who aren't getting the team um, maybe ones ones to move on um, and obviously, we hope that that it's not the the prized asset in in Wilf and, and associated others who yeah. are who are moving on. What yeah. is interesting is whether we do need to actually bring any anyone in over the next few weeks. And yeah. you know, tonight is an, is not an indication of that. And we've talked numerous times in this pod about how the strength of the squad is very very different this year. But are there any areas that you you both think we do need to bring in? Obviously, not just looking at tonight, but more broader. Well, <laughs> given the way that we've played uh, without Wilfred Zaha, you've got to worry if he does go. Um, obviously, you're never going to replace him, are you? But you've got, I think, for the sort of the money that Palace want for him, if he does go, then you're looking to bring in at least two, maybe three players. I, I, I would say a striker, but then again, it doesn't really matter if you bring a striker if you're not going to give him the service to, to put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, no, I must admit, Matt, I'm not quite so sure. It's mostly not a good one to for me to make that view on tonight. I think I'd mostly like to see the Arsenal game out of the way and then see what we look like, because I don't think it's easy to base it on tonight. I think the one positive for me tonight, and I think you boys shared with some stuff for me in the week, I think it looks as though Vincey might be signing again, wasn't it, or extending. Mm. And and with Jack Buckland, I, I thought Jack played well tonight, in fairness, really good. with what he did. I thought he was very, very good. Um, and uh, it's fantastic to have him on there. I still think my funniest line, though, tonight, boys, which you didn't even acknowledge, was really disappointing on the... Uh, What's that? When you said he's got 10 caps, I said tonight, I don't think we could even get a hub cap. I don't know about 10 caps, but, uh, but you know, none of you even responded on that, which I thought was really We're too poor, busy laughing, Kev. really busy poor laughing. of you not to respond on that. Because if we can't see humour in this time when Palace are doing this and, you know, this is why our pods are great, boys, because, you know, even if we say so ourselves, because it's the ups and downs of an everyday run of the mill Premier League club. We love our club, but we are always very, very honest. And let's be honest, we've been miserable bastards tonight because we're not happy because the boys have let us down. Is that fair? So, Kev, I think your humour is normally of a higher bar. So, you know, we, we maybe not have reacted to that because we're normally, we expect better from you, is, is I'm yeah. going to be honest. Um, I think on the, on the latter point, yes, we have tried to be. I hope the listeners have enjoyed it. You know, this has been cathartic for, for me. Uh, bar, bar, bar enjoying a few beers while watching the game and, and demolishing a packet of crisps. I haven't really achieved much more this evening uh, other than discussing with you two and maybe let on some steam. So it's been helpful from my perspective. So thank you both. Um, thank you to all the listeners for, for bearing with us this evening. I hope you also found it helpful to, to listen back and maybe uh, relive some of the more balanced moments of the game and I hope we have managed to to maintain a bit more uh, balance as we always do in this pod um, don't forget Six Pointer Podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Six Pointer Podcast we'll be back with you next Thursday for reaction to the Arsenal game and let's all hope fingers, toes and everything that can be crossed 
for a better Palace performance despite the result. As always, chaps, thanks for joining me, Luke and Kev. Have a good week. See you next Pleasure, Thursday. Mate. Pleasure, mate. And up the Palace. Up the Palace. Up the Palace. Kev, how, how long have you paid up free tea for? Is it, is it done now? Or... <laughs> the Six Pointer Podcast. Oh,